Oh, good evening and welcome to this edition of the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Surface. I'm J.B. Long, DeMarco Farr, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. The Rams are one and one and looking forward to a Monday night trip to Cincinnati. Uh, Sean, not all losses are created equally. How do you differentiate between one like yesterday that maybe leaves most observers feeling like it was another step in the right direction for your Rams. Yeah, I don't think there's any moral victories, but I think a lot of the things that we asked of our guys against what we know is a really high caliber team, I thought that was brought to life in the game. I thought there was great energy. I thought there was great effort. I thought there was a physicality and a toughness that we played with. And then, you know, there was a turning point in the game where you just look at a couple of the bounces of the ball, which are sometimes things that are just totally out of your control that didn't necessarily go in our favor. And then there was a couple opportunities for us to be able to communicate and execute that, you know, we just missed on them and, and it ended up leading to a flip. But there was a lot of opportunities in that game that were created by our guys. You give credit to the 49ers, but I was proud of our group. I I think a lot of the things that we didn't do at the level that we're capable of, they're fixable things. And um, I'm excited about being able to move forward the right way with this group. I, I know they attacked the process the right way. I love working with this group just because we didn't get the result that we wanted. It doesn't change any bit of my feelings, my optimism, my excitement to go back to work. And that's how I felt right after the game. That's how I felt waking up this morning. And that's how I feel sitting here talking with you guys right now. Crazy. When the ball bounces away, you you have to keep pursuing because eventually they'll start bouncing to you. Yep. You just got to be there for them. No question. Yeah. And that's where you do have to really commit to the process and spend your physical and emotional energy on the things that you can control. And what are the things that we can fix? What are the things that we did at a high level that we want to continue to do and continue to replicate? But um, I loved a lot of the things that I saw, and I'm encouraged by a lot of the things that I know we can do better. And uh, certainly I'm a part of that as well. I, I, I did learn something, the, yeah. the moral victory. It does – have weight to it you do feel better leaving that stadium because you took them to the wire but it's only as good until you start watching the film and then you start saying dang you might have let one get away yeah i think you look at where those you don't ever want guys to press you know mm -hmm. but but you do want to understand where the execution opportunities within the framework of a game when hey you know you're up you're in a 17 17 game and there's five six minutes left in the third quarter and you get a run from the 25 that ends up putting you inside the 20 that gets called back for a holding well is that a hold what can we do to try to avoid that with some of the calls and the communication based on what they activated defensively um, you know how can we look the ball in so we prevent a, a tipped opportunity how can we make sure when we get the ball and we're down three on that next drive that we eliminate some of the communication communication errors that would have probably led to better overall execution instead of going three and out and then you end up mm -hmm. going down 10 at that point um, but there was a lot of there was a lot of things that when you look at it you realize against a really good team like that your margin for error is really slim mm -hmm. um, and, and then there were some things that you say it just didn't go down for us the way that we wanted, but let's focus on our process, um, our standards, the way that these guys operate. And I, and I absolutely love this group. And like I said, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about moving forward and attacking the things that we can improve upon and looking towards getting ready for Cincinnati. After a game as physical as that one, how are the Rams health-wise looking forward to week three? Yeah, we're doing good. You know, guys came up, you know, guys were banged up a little bit, uh, but don't expect it to affect anybody's game status for the Cincinnati game. Joe Nopum had to leave, got a good shoulder, you know, bruise. And that sounds bad. It was, it was like a deep contusion that he ended up getting. And I thought Tremaine Ancrum came in, uh, stepped in and did a nice job. But, um, you know, for the most part, our guys battled. They competed. That was a real physical NFL football game. Two good teams going at it. And, uh, 
um, you know, you're going to have your typical bumps and bruises, but uh, fortunately we'll have an extra day to be able to kind of get turned over and recover this week. Yeah, contusion sounds better than bruise. Yes. Yeah, he's big, right? He is. He's yeah. a stud. Yeah, when you're tough. 300 pounds, it's contusion, not yes. bruise, that stuff. No, uh, but I thought the O-line took another step. That's a really good front coming at you. And for the most part, Matthew Stafford looked almost the same as he did in Seattle, playing the same way, getting the ball out, scrambling. Yeah, I thought Who he said he was a statue? Job. Yeah. I, I thought I thought he played excellent. That's why it's unfortunate a couple of the plays. Um, you know, it's an unfortunate tip. I, I thought he was seeing the field really well. I thought he had great command. I thought, you know, his movement, his understanding, his ability to progress – and, you know, I, I, I can't say enough about how well he's played, how much he's elevated guys around him over these first couple of weeks. But, you know, minus a communication error uh, where where the, the sack and, and you give them credit for, you know, creating those errors. Um, you know, those guys, I, I thought it was a real good combination of, you know, great effort, great strain, great ability to play within the timing and rhythm and then the skill players being able to, to separate as well. Because they did turn up the heat in the second half, and save for that one exception, the Rams protected Matthew Stafford even in a drop-back game there mm. for those two quarters. I'd love it if you could give us like a, a quick clinic in terms of what it takes to combat a pass rush and even a blitz as ferocious as theirs. From your play design and call to Matthew's command at the line of scrimmage, the commu- communication up front, like what goes into attacking a blitz? Yeah, I think it's, okay, you know, what, what kind of blitzes are we preparing for? What are the different situational times that we're expecting in? And I thought, you know, really it wasn't until that, you know, we got a little bit pass heavy after we ended up going down 10. Right. But, but when we, when there's, you know, we didn't really feel like we had to get into that mode. And then even when we got the ball back down seven with about five minutes to go, we were going to be able to play normal ball. Um, but we ended up having a couple more possessions after that as a result of, you know, turning it over on the third down and five. But I thought our guys did a really good job when it gets to one of those types of games, which wasn't really until later. Now, some of the run pass numbers can get a little bit skewed sure. because of the, the, the play count, but there were certain looks, but it, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but it takes all 11. Uh, it was a combination of really everything that you asked in the, uh, you know, the original part of the question, but I thought Matthew's command, communication, clarity that he provided, then enabled the other 10 guys around him to do a, a nice job in a lot of those instances. What record did Puka set? All of them. He set all the, the rookie <laughs> records? Yeah. yeah. I, Puka has been Rookie balling. catches in a game. Yeah. Catches through two. Trust? Did you know? I mean, are you surprised? Yeah. I would say, you know, we had an idea. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's he's he's got a great game day demeanor. It certainly isn't too big for him. He's tough. He's physical. He's got great aggressive hands. Um, I, I I don't know if we knew it'd be quite this good, but we had an idea, and I'm really happy for him. And 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 I'm not ready to quit on Van, or I'm not out of the no, Van fan no. club. I mean, he's going to have a big part in a successful season. Totally. I yeah. mean, you know, sometimes I mean, we're talking about two games here, mm-hmm. so. Um, it, it's crazy that because those two guys have done so well, then it means it, you know somebody else isn't. But it's that, that's not how football works. Mm-hmm. You know, you get 17 games that you're guaranteed. Um, you know, and so we're fortunate to have you know three guys. I thought Benny Sko did a nice job. I thought Demarcus came in did a good job. You know, you get Cooper back. But the bottom line is this: is we love Van Jefferson. He's got a body of work. Um, you know, I'm not going to allow two games to dictate a, a certain feeling. I think we can help get him into the flow of games and. And then I think I know he's capable of, of playing at a high level. And um, in some instances, that's been reflected. And in some instances, I know he can play better. We were out there all summer. We saw it. Yeah, I you mean, did. That, that wasn't smoke and mirrors. Uh, on Puka, first in NFL history to have 10 and 100 in his first two career games, that, among many others. Wow. Um, what can he do better, though? That was one thought that I had today. Is as good as he's been, 
as young as he is, what can he do better? I think it's just, you know, the overall detail snap in and snap out. Um, you know, there were some times yesterday where, you know, you're, you're, you're careful to, to even make a, a, a comment about, okay, at the top of the routes, you know, there was a couple, you know, concentration things, but like the guy has played at a really high mm-hmm. level and he's pushing through. I mean, like he was, you could see, I mean, this is a physically tough guy that was pushing through, had a huge workload the previous week. And you talk about a gutsy competitor. I'm really proud of him, proud to be associated, you know, with, with this team, but with guys that play like he did for this team um and he is uh he's a busy uh guy in the training room right now just trying to be able to get himself feeling back to normal but he is a tough competitor i love puka nakua uh, star in the making the, the hair the smile the, the way he plays just everything oh one more thing before we flip to defense the end of the game series like i learned like you after games what this means so kicking the field goal at the yeah. end the, the you're trying process, to get the ball back right yeah, yeah the thought well yeah and the thought process was we were trying to be able to you know ideally you would have been able to hit that deep in breaking route to puka earlier in that drive then we could run the field goal uh, operation on there. We wanted to be able to get inside a certain yard line. The in-breaking route that we hit him on took it a little bit longer for us to clock it. And then you're saying, okay, do you want to you know, throw up a Hail Mary to the end zone or just kick it to get another opportunity for Brett? I, I, don't, I don't know about the ramifications in terms of what the line is and things like that. But yeah. the thought process going in that drive was try to be able to get in field goal range quick to be able to kick the field goal as soon as we accomplish that within the hopes and uh, expectation to then kick an onside, try to be able to recover it, and then give yourself an opportunity to tie or go for the win if you're able to score. I couldn't figure out where people were mad. uh, Yeah. And I know you want to go to defense, but can I get running back Go for it. Absolutely. Uh, Let's start with the news of the day. Uh, Is it fair to say that Cam Akers has played his last game as a Ram? It is. And and he's he's been a great contributor. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best moving forward. I'm really grateful for a lot of the contributions that he's made to our team over the last few years. But feel like um, it was in his best interest and you know over the conversations that we've had and, and kind of the direction that we're headed feel like that's going to be best for for him and, and for our team and then here's another one for DeMarco's record books Kyron is the first Rams player to score multiple touchdowns in each of his first two games of a season yesterday was one on a screen one on a gun run uh, but how about those working around him to pave the way to pay dirt on both of those plays? yeah it was Can awesome. you walk us through it yeah you know the, the first one was just a great job by Higby and Alaric Jackson at the point of attack um, you know, really in that situation, you almost wish we just got the first down and ran off a little bit more clock, um, you know, to not give them so much time in their two minute operation. But it was a great, a great effort. It always takes 11 in the run game. I thought Van Jefferson did a good job of being able to dig out the nickel at the point of attack as well. And then when you look at the screen, I thought it was just a great, um, great setup by Matthew. Um, great execution by Van Block in the corner. It was a great job by Coleman Shelton to be able to get the play side backer. Steve Avila ends up kind of cleaning him up, and then Kyron's patience and setup, um, you know, to be able to you know punch that thing in from about six out was big time. Eight straight scoring drives, halftime mm-hmm. Seattle, halftime to San Francisco. Now you can go on. I was just going to say, I thought you were in your bag, man. Uh, you were calling your butt off, and so were they. I mean, that was a hell of a football game on both sides. But defensively, I thought your defense took a giant step forward. That's a lot of weapons that you yeah. got to corral, and they did a great job. They did. You know, I, I think it's always about the players. They, they bring the stuff to life. They did that for us offensively. There was a couple opportunities in that second half that I alluded to where that margin for error is really small, but I thought defensively, you know, really minus a couple of the things communication-wise and overall execution in the two-minute, um, I thought we did a good job in the second half of really tightening up. I thought they got a key and critical stop. I thought they did a nice job in some of the sudden change situations 
situations. But, you know, the main thing was is for them to be able to give us an opportunity on the offensive side of the ball to get the ball back 27-20 by getting that stop with five minutes to go. You'll you'll take those chances. Um, and, I, and I just think the way that they play, I thought there was a couple guys that really shine bright. So really pleased with Jonah Williams. I thought mm. he did an excellent job uh, battling. Bobby Brown showed up. You know, Kobe Turner continued to show up. I, I thought really our front seven as a whole – uh, Merch only played six snaps, but did a good job. I thought Hoyt and Byron Young from the edge, Ernest and Roseboom made their presence felt. You know, I, I thought against a physical outfit, I thought our safeties did a nice job being able to get involved in the run fits, but I was pleased with our defense as a whole. Sat down with Jonah today. Did not realize that uh, he's a tight end through like midway point in high school. Yeah. Changes state, changes size of the football, like 190 pounds. And yesterday he's going toe-to-toe with Trent Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a great story. Undrafted. Yeah discounted all the way through his career yeah and he's he's just continued to get better i think eric henderson ac carter do a great job with that group as a whole uh but the way that jonah played was uh was awesome to see and, and he's had a really good spring he's had a really good off season i think he's done a nice job um in the first two weeks and i thought yesterday was probably his best performance as a ram oh wow you know who's kind of stepped forward to me i mean he's always played well as a ram Ernest Jones, yeah, but more than he's he's always play, he played well yesterday. But his leadership, the way he's leading that group, has been like wow. I remember when you were a rookie. Now look at you. He's as good a natural leader as I've been around, and we've been around some great natural leaders. But it's it, it comes really naturally to him. He's got a charisma. He's got a presence, presence, a magnetism about himself. And he loves his teammates. You know, he's so authentic. I mean, and you know this, mm-hmm. DeMarco. I mean, you can't fake it. And, and you either are a real dude or you're not. He's that way all the time. Um, he loves competing. He loves the opportunity to go play. He plays for his teammates. I think his communication is is really special. I, I love the rapport that he and Chris Shula have. You know, their player-coach mm-hmm. relationship. And, yeah, you're right. His, his leadership is special. I know you don't love when we do this, but at 100 regular season games, uh, I got to pause and reflect on your career just to this point real quick and maybe get your thought. 100? Is Did that you what know? it is? Yesterday you didn't know. was 100 <laughs> regular not. season games. I, is that right? How many does it feel uh, like? A thousand? <laughs> no. no, you know what? It, it is, um, I think, like we've talked about, I, I, I promise you guys this, it, it, it's a lot of fun working with this group. Um, I'm reminded of how much I love coaching being with this group. And I'm also embarrassed that I didn't appreciate some of the earlier times when you reflect back on who you want to be and how you want to be able to handle the ebbs and flows that are inevitable. But just pouring into these guys, loving coaching, realizing what a blessing this is to be able to do it and um, to be with a, such a good organization. And I mean, the unconditional support that I've always felt from Mr. Cronky and from Josh and, um, you know, obviously the, the great relationships that you have with Kevin and Les and Tony and Love, I, I mean, I, I should I even like doing this with you guys oh, come most on. of the time? But, but uh, it's a yeah. hundred regular season games, huh? Oh yeah, not a hundred Coach McVeigh shows though. So. That, that, no, yeah, that I'm glad about. We'll let that. you know when you get yeah. there. You love this show. Come on, you love us. Come on now. I do love you. Yeah, yeah. See, and you know what? You. you said as players, you can't fake it as players, but you can't fake it as a coach either. Yeah. Either it's real or it's not. And yeah. I hear you. I see you with your guys, man. Yeah. I mean, when you say you love them. They believe it. Yeah. And they uh, say it right and, back. And yeah. I feel that way. And it's easy to invest when these guys are uh, working and, and coming to work every single day with the consistency. And it's, um, it's a great challenge. And, and you love it. 
It's always a long wait for Monday night, especially mm. when you're playing in the Eastern time zone away from home. How do you make use of the extra day this week? You know, I, I'm going to actually figure that out right after we get done here. I, I think you want to be able to maximize it. It was a physical game uh, that we played yesterday. And so you figure, okay, how do you maximize that extra day while also being smart to be able to utilize that extra day? And that balance of tactical but sports performance, mm -hmm. those are some things that I'll actually probably work through right after we finish up here. You chose not to stay in the uh, Midwest or the East Coast, right? Between Cincy and Indy? Yeah. Some teams do, some teams don't. What kind of went into the Rams decision? I, I think ultimately when you really do the, the background, um, you know, from a sports science perspective, you know, you need a little bit more time to get acclimated, different things like that. Being able to keep guys in their natural environments and atmospheres, you know, we, we leave the night before. Um, you know, felt like that was going to just be what's best. And then you want to be cognizant of, all right, looking towards, all right, how do we recover? How do we turn over for a short week? Being on the road on Monday night, traveling a couple time zones. So all those things weighed in, but it's always going to be about the players. Um, and so that was really what went into it. And I think keeping them in their normal atmosphere and environment um, with all the information that we got. And then there was an element of, was there anywhere really convenient where it wasn't going to be worth it, you know, more times than not. Uh, th there was a lot of boxes that were being checked and just staying back here. And, and that was ultimately what's best for our team. I zoned. I was thinking about Russ Yeast for a hot minute and you and what you say about your team and how they feel about you. There, that play I showed you. Yeah. You want to be a safety in the National Football League, right? You got to hit Debo Samuel on a dead run from 25 yards away, and he's got Kittle as a lead blocker. Yeah. And he drilled the guy five yards out of bounds. Why would a guy do that? I wonder. He, he loves it. Or because he's running through a wall for you. No, I think these guys, well, I, I appreciate it, but I think they have a lot of pride in playing for their teammates. I mean, you know those teams that you were a part of that were special. It was about not wanting to let your brother down or whether it be letting your teammates down or your coaches, but there was a connection. Um, there was a togetherness. And when you break it down and you say family, it actually meant that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this group's got. Let's get to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're saying it's hard to say whether Burrow's even going to play. So we'll leave that for another day and just leave it at the right. I hope he does. Yeah, Let's go. We need to prepare for Joe Burrow. <laughs> for Sean McVay, for DeMarco Farr, I am JB Long. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Coach McVay Show. Not yet at 100, but soon. Presented by Microsoft Surface. Yeah.